It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, that's our cue to talk. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, actually a a busy Monday and Tuesday of this week. And uh, then we have a midweek lull. And then we'll pick up again Thursday and Friday. We had a lot going on. We saw some big performances early in the week. Yeah, Monday night there were a couple of uh, uh, performances by uh, some of the guys, uh, namely Trey Kolakovich and Gaden Muxlow, who uh, combined to put 79 points up. That's a lot. <laughs> and I think Gaden had 50 rebounds. Maybe. I keep extending the story, but he, he at least had 20. Yeah, Two big games for players in, well, non-league games that in the grand scheme of things won't mean a whole lot, but still, both sides kind of needed a win like that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go through all of Monday's results, then we'll go through Tuesday's results, and then we'll see where we're at because there's a lot coming up later in the week uh, as uh, well. Nice matchups in girls basketball last night that ended up not being close games. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into all of that when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, and let's uh, start with Monday's boys basketball. And, Brady, uh, you went to Anchor Bay 
and saw Anchor Bay and Cross Lex. This was an interesting game. Yeah, and if we're being honest, after a long weekend, you know, I'm going, all right, non-league game. I'm going to go down to Anchor Bay. I, I was drudging along to get down there. <laughs> And it was actually a really fun game because it's hard to tell. Anchor Bay plays in the blue. They're better this year, but they're not great. They were 8-9 and nine coming into this game. And the first five minutes, I think, was 3-2. to two, And that was it. Uh, Anchor Bay was down 3-2. to two, But then it started to get kind of exciting. It started going back and forth. So it's 3-2, to two, like, Five minutes into the game, and the first quarter ends fifteen to fifteen. Wow! Wow! So, yeah, the it's like the offense has switched. Part of it was Anchor Bay; it was their senior night, so not all their regular starters played, so a little bit lacking offensively. Then Anchor Bay actually takes the excuse me fifteen thirteen. Uh, they take the lead in the halftime thirty to twenty nine, and I'm going. Anchor Bay's playing pretty well, and Croslex isn't doing much. I mean, Trey Kolakovich was having a, a pretty darn good game. I think he had 20 at the half, and then he just kept going. And Croslex started to kick it into another gear. Uh, it was the Croslex would win 67-57. Trey Kolakovich would score 39 points, and he was hitting everything. There were some shots that you're like, oh, he bricked that hard, and it would hit the side of the rim, hit the glass, hit the front of the rim, and fall. And you go, oh, I'm okay, it goes in. Like, he, he was living right. And the thing is, he had a chance at a layup at the end of a quarter, and he lost the handle on it. At the end of the game, he kept the offense moving. He had a lane to attack, could have went for another layup, probably would have scored it. And left a few points out there as well, so... 39 is a hell of a performance from Kolakovich, and Croslex needed it to get the win because Anchor Bay was was uh, tough to play against. Dylan Gyra had 23 points. He was the Dylan Gyra you always see. Yep. I, he's a good player. Uh, Hanson for Anchor Bay had 11. Zach Kretsch for Croslex had 11, but Trey Kolakovich now, in the last two games I've seen him, has scored 72 points yeah because he had the 33 on friday at, uh, against emily city so the, the 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 hoops just got it's got to look like a hula hoop to him right now and it, it 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 must because he isn't missing and he's not forcing a lot of it he doesn't get to the free throw line he only had six free throws in the 39 he only hit uh two threes in the 39 so he's getting to the basket he's getting out in transition his defense is creating offense and Right now, he's playing like the best non-Jameson player with Tyler out. He's playing like the best player in the area right now and could use it at a good time because they have Richmond coming up. But think about that, 72 points over a two-game span. I mean, I saw the 33, and I went, all right, that's going to be his nice career high. That's a heck of a heck of a total. And then he beats it and could have had more. Like, if he wanted to, if, if Lance Campbell ran the program that way at the end of the game with the last minute up 10 could have attacked and could have tried to get past the 40 mark pulled out got the win and kept it go and just kept it nice and easy celebrated now they're getting ready for Richmond it's interesting because I was in a similar situation Brown City and Elmont Brown City was just kind of trying to run out the uh the clock and Elmont actually fouled and that put Gaden Muxlow at the line, and he hit his last two free throws to get to 40 points. And different from Kolakovich, because you said Trey only had six free throws? Six, uh, seven. Sorry, I missed a, a, one of the ones in my many scribbles over across his name. Gaden Muxlow made 20 free throws. That's a lot of free throws. Half of his points came at the free throw line. Um, and like I said, I, I keep changing the number. Every time I talk to you, oh, he had 75 rebounds. Seriously. He had to have 20. I don't count rebounds, but he had to have 20 to 25 rebounds in this game. That's, I mean, if he had less than that, then I don't know who's counting the rebounds because every rebound, I'm like, Muxlow with another rebound. Muxlow with another rebound. He had 10 in the first quarter. Easy. I commented at halftime, he's easily got a double-double right now. And I, at some point in the third quarter, I said, he's going to have a 20-20 game tonight. And by the fourth quarter, I'm like, my goodness, it feels like he's had a 40-40 game. Right. But Croslex get gets the win over Anchor Bay down there. That's a nice win for them. Now, 
It's a weird feeling because Trey Kolakovich obviously has put the team on his back the last couple of nights. He scored 39 of the 67 in the win over Anchor Bay. He scored 33 of the 64 in the win over MLA City. But if they want to beat Richmond, they need to have a non-Kolakovich player put up some big numbers. Because... I like. I think Trey's a very nice player. I think he's really solid. What he's done has been remarkable. 95% of athletes, 99% of athletes we cover will not even come close to scoring 72 over a two-game span. But I don't know if Richmond's going to allow one player to beat them. I know Tre- with Trevor Soul out right now, that takes away a little length. And there's, I think Croslex is... Trying to kind of fill that niche right now. I mean, Kretsch had 11, McDonald had 9, so not bad games. But you need that little extra, and you can't have these lulls that we saw against both uh, MLA City and Anchor Bay. Croslex is playing well, but you know Richmond, they want that they want to be outright champs. And they're going to basically, I'm assuming, face guard Kolakovic the way he's been playing. I'm not letting him touch the ball. I'm devoting one defender, and we can play four on four everywhere else. Yeah, uh, and and you know, Croslex has those guys. Another guy who can shoot is Geiger, and you know he's had some good performances this year. It's the consistency. We always talk about consistency, Brady. That makes the difference between being a good player and being a really good player. Right? Is good players do it every few games? Really good players do it every night. Yes, and Kalakovich has been as good of a player as there's been over the last week. Can he continue that on to Thursday in what is going to be one of the biggest basketball games we do all year? Yep. All right, so I finally saw Brown City, and um, it's the second time I've seen Elmont. I'm going to start with Elmont. I like this basketball team. They're they're not the most talented, but I just I like the way they play, and I can see why they're in so many tight basketball games. Because they led this one, Brady, through the first three quarters, they led um, for the entire time except for 10 seconds. At one point in the third, Brown City went up 28-27, and Elmont inbounded the ball, ran up, hit a three, and went back up 30-28. to um, And until the midway point of the fourth quarter, Brown City never really had a lead in this basketball game. And then Elmont kind of ran out of gas at that point. But Clay Ryshevsky is pretty good. He scored 21 points uh, in this game. Uh, they also uh, lost Marco Redisalvich at halftime. He was had an ice pack on the back of his neck in the second half and didn't play. But he had nine points at halftime, and I think that made a difference in the ball game. But the real difference in the ball game was flat out, Gaden Muxlow was a man against boys. And this was a, a game, not that it solidifies them, because Elmont's a nice team. They're not this elite team, but it's someone not in the GTC. It's a, a school bigger than them. It's a school in the BWAC that is competitive in BWAC games that you know that this was okay. This isn't the final exam, but this is to, to see where you stack up. And now they're 17-1, and one, I think, and have mm-hmm. won 16 straight games. Their, their only loss was to Laker by three in, like, early December. Uh, second game of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been rolling. Um, Brandon Kohler is a nice little secondary piece. He had, a, I call it a quiet 12 points because when one guy is scoring 40, you tend not to notice what anybody else is doing. But at right. the end of the night, Kohler had 12 points, and he hit a couple of big shots. He knocked down a big three in the fourth quarter when Brown City was kind of taking over the lead in, in the game and starting to uh, to pull away. Um, but I, I, I like, after seeing them now, I kind of like both these teams. Like, I can see where Elmont is dangerous. Um, they, they have played seven games this year, decided by four points or fewer. So, okay, and how many of those have they won? They're actually four and three in those Are games. They? But, it, but throw three more wins – Onto their total, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, this is a good team. So, uh, I mean, th- they're really they're really close. And, you know, for the personnel that they have, everybody plays hard. 
um, and and they do some some nice things. Um, and Brown City, uh, again, even the kids that don't score, they've got some talent. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of those guys we watched on the football. Clint Ford, we watched on the football field this past season. He's got speed to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, when we talk about fast kids, we have to throw him into the mix. Like if we were going to have a, a track meet to see who's the fastest guy in the area, Clint's got to be in that race. Um, and, and he's kind of all over the, the floor. And, again, Muxlow gets triple teamed. They throw the ball into the post, and Elmont collapsed in on him. They'd have three, four guys around him. It reminded me of other things that I've seen from other people in this area. Right. It really and, did. And I'm not saying he's Tyler Jamison, but I, you can make certain comparisons. At the, the Things will happen during the game, and you go, oh, that's just like the way Jamison does it. And when we say this, it is obviously there's one Tyler Jamison. And no, Gaden Muxlow's not a D1 player. He's not the level Tyler Jamison is. But he's at a level where where he's at and where he plays, he gets treated like that because he is a, I guess, a more human version of Tyler Jamison is a, is a good way to put it, is that he does what he does, but... Tyler does it against the best of the best in the state, and Gaten does it against the best of the best in the thumb. Yeah. It didn't exist. It would probably be a conversation between Kolakovich, Muxlow, and uh, Stevens as the best player in the area. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, and, and, I, and, again, like now it, it's official for me because I hadn't seen him play for three years. Right. I've heard about him. I've seen the numbers. You've seen him play a couple of times and said he's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I saw him on a night where he was really good. And I'm buying in now. Um, I, 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 I'll, he's, he's on the short list. He's in the top five in the area. Right. I don't think there's any question about that. No, you want to debate. And, and I now can debate against people who want to say differently. Yeah, because that was the weird thing. Is like There were some, I guess, Muxlow deniers out there that you've run into. And I'm like, you'd come back and tell him. I'm like, no. Like, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's no. really good. He plays defense. He, he does all the things that you're supposed to do, and he does it right. And there's a pretty decent chance that Brown City's one of the last teams we have standing yeah. in the area. Because their, their district is very winnable. And then I have to go look at their region again, but I don't think there is some huge Goliath in the region. I could be wrong. I haven't looked that closely. But at least in the first round, I don't think there's anyone that, like, you go, oh, yeah, well, hopefully they get a miracle here. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, again, they're 17-1, they're and one, and I don't know, you know, who who else they play the rest of the way, but I, I don't know who else is going to beat them, at least in the regular season. Uh, I don't think there's much more. Let me pull it up real quick. Brown City the rest of the way. They have home against Ubley, home against Sandusky, at KPAC, home to Peck. They should be 21-1. and one Yeah. I mean, in. Sandusky's a good team, but Brown City's a better team, If you want to be considered a team that can win a regional, you win that game, and you're 21-1 and one going into the districts. Because their district, um, for reference, is Brown City, Genesee, Marlette, Millington, who is a good team. But we'll talk we'll about get them that. later. Yeah, we'll get uh, Otisville, Lakeville, and Vassar. Yeah, if, so. if you're legit, you win that district. I know yeah. there's good teams, but if you want people to take you seriously as this really, really solid Brown City team that is going to do things that haven't been done very often, you, you have to beat that Millington team. Yep. Agreed. Um, speaking of BWAC teams, Yale, 73, Genesee, 40. On Monday night, well, that's a, that's a nice little explosion there by that Yale team. We know they can score. Yes, and they're just a younger team trying to figure out how to do it against the the, the best of the best. And Yale struggled at times, but yeah, when they're on, they're on. Um, uh, Carroll beat Harbor Beach. Boo! High scoring game though. Sixty seven, sixty five. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> you would have had a lot of fun at that game <laughs> until the finish. I would have enjoyed that. And then let's add a, another team to the list of. I've never heard of this school. When did this start existing? <laughs> New Haven Merritt 64, Hope of Detroit Academy 13, the Warriors. I had to look that up, by the way. I have. I just don't know anymore <laughs> with some of these <laughs> schools that pop up that our smaller schools play. Like, 
when Lance Cruz played like Ben Carson Science and Math Academy for Gifted Children. Yeah, but that was the only game they played this year, right? It, it, I don't know. You've done this longer than me. It, has there always been weird schools like this pop up, or has it been a recent phenomenon? Every once in a while, but it's been more since charter schools have become a thing. You get more of these weird ones. And for every Warren Collegiate, there's 10 Hope of Detroit. Yeah, or Charlton Heston Academies, which is actually like up in West Branch. Yeah, it, there's there's some there's some weird ones. Uh, do or St. Helen. I think it's actually in St. Helen, which is even smaller than West Branch. That's hard to do. <laughs> um, all right, you want to go to the girls' basketball yeah, scores for uh, Monday? L- l- let's do Monday's girls' game. Sandusky beats Harbor Beach. 44-34. Remember when we talked to Al DeMott? Mm. Al said, Harbor Beach, that's our big rival, and they get a big uh, rivalry win, and uh, Grace uh, Giebord led the way with 13. Brooke Jansen, 12 points. Uh, Morgan Taggy, 9, and Helena Long had uh, 8, and Sandusky just keeps rolling. Yes, they do. They're, they're, they, yeah. They're going to win another league title. They're going to win another district title. And it's just going to have to make the banners just a little smaller to fit all the numbers up there. <laughs> uh, Brown City over Carsonville Port Sandlack on Monday night, 43 to, to 28. Brown City was busy because they played last night, too. So they had back to backs. Um, but they started it with a 15 point win. Peck beat Mayville, 40 to uh, 25. Deckerville got a 36-21 win over North Huron. Oh, and uh, New Haven Merritt girls beat Hope of Detroit Academy Lady Warriors, 49-11. Yay. (laughs) I love your reaction. There was a hockey game Monday night, too. Uh, That was uh, St. Clair Shores Unified beat Marysville 5-2. I didn't get any details on the, uh, the game. But, um, again, I'm telling you, St. Clair Shores is a, a strong team. You've, you've, been, you've been on them all year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like their lineup and their plan. It looks like they're playing with less kids. It looked like they, they may have lost some kids off that team who are good players. Anyways, we had more basketball uh, last night, obviously. A lot of girls' games, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But let's take a break first. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stur- and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews. They also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, plenty of uh, basketball last night as well. The uh, MAC tournament going on for the uh, ladies. Uh, you saw a red-white game. I saw a blue-gold uh, game. Um, we had high expectations for both games, and it ended up kind of being uh, a landslide in both games. Yeah, Northern trying to win the uh, consolation bracket in, in the MAC, and, well, I'll put it simple. This was a... Uh, and put it kind of bluntly, these two teams, one has improved from the first time they've played, and one's kind of stagnated. Uh, Northern beats Port Huron High 49-25. And I'll be honest, the first six minutes or so of this game were bad. I think it was 6 nothing with two and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. And then Northern hit a free throw, a pair of free throws. And you're like, all right, they at least scored in the first. And I'm thinking, all right, this is the bad Northern we've seen. This is the, the Hyde to Jekyll and Hyde. And... It was 9-8 after a quarter, so the offense has picked up a little bit at the end of the first. And then Northern never looked back. They'd score 11 in the second, 16 in the third, 14 in the fourth to get the 49-25 win. And this is a game that, remember, all the way back in December, these two teams played, and Port Huron Northern was never really in the game. They lost 43-22. So they only put up 22 points the first time against Port Huron. They put up 49 in this one. Jade Freeman had 13. Kate Nichols had 12, but she had the first eight for Northern and kind of kept them afloat early on and then was in foul trouble. Uh, Shannon Falco had 11. Madison Ramo had nine. And that's what Northern needs to do if they want to win, have a nice balanced scoring effort. And for Port Huron, yes, Ileana Williams isn't playing right now. She's a really good player. She doesn't make up a 25-point difference. No. Like, it's, if, if they lose 40 to 37, you go, okay, if Ileana plays, that score probably flips. The result flips. But Northern outplayed them. Port Huron's leading scorer had six. It was Mariah Turner and Deja Brown, each with six. And after the first quarter, Port Huron scored seven in the second, one point in the third quarter, and eight in the fourth. Wow. Northern for the last. We're used th- to them doing that to right. teams, not having it done to them. Northern for the last three quarters straight up dominated Port Huron High and kind of beat them around in their own gym. First time Northern's beat, beat Port Huron since 2019. So the first time it's happened while Get Stuck on Sports has been a thing. And they did it in emphatic fashion. And you can tell Port Huron Northern has grown as a team. You don't flip a 20-some point decision earlier without making strides. And now they're up to 6-14. and 14. And there was a while where Northern was stuck at two wins. You can see the growth now for Port here on Northern. This was a big win. They were really excited for it. And I don't blame them. Yeah, and, and with, with PH, it's, you know, uh, 49 points. That's not what they do. No. They don't give up that many points point like scoring has always been hit or miss with 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 this team you know but but for them if they can get into the 30s most nights that's enough for them right and again they only get to 25 so the offense just never had a flow or a rhythm like it never felt like they they were all on the same page and they were all just getting into the flow of the game it felt very stop start um I don't, they're just, with Northern, 
once they got going, it just felt like it was easy for them. And, and Port Huron never really got that. Even early on, it was just their defense that was getting stops, getting stops. And then they'd hit a shot every once in a while, and that's kind of what Port Huron's game plan has been. Get more stops and hit enough shots. Well, they stopped hitting enough shots, especially in the third when they only scored the one point. Now, the one fun part about this, between these two teams, there's one senior. So they're running this back next year. Yeah. These are two teams that should, in theory, get better for next year. And then this becomes, instead of a 500 team and a below 500 team, two teams battling for the league title next year. Two teams battling for the first spot in their district next year. This should be a fun one the next couple of years. Because, again, when you have these two teams that have a lot of talent between the two of them and there's only one senior this should be a fun one that goes on next year because this is going to be basically the same game a year from now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had Marysville St. Clair, um, and Marysville led this one wire to wire. Um, at one point, it was it was ten to two in the first quarter, and St. Clair went on a little run. They cut it to ten six after one. They hit a three to start the second quarter and got it to ten to nine, and then didn't score the rest of the half. And we're down 19 to 9 at halftime. The third quarter is probably the best quarter of the game between the two teams. St. Clair outscored them 12 to 9, but they were still down 7 after 3. And then Marysville just was Marysville. Suffocating defense, capitalize on turnovers and mistakes, knock down big shots when, when you need to. And they ended up outscoring St. Clair 14 3 in the fourth. And they ran away with this one. Um, 42-24 was the final. They led at one point by as many as 22. And they ended up winning by 18. And, yeah, St. Clair didn't have the full complement. Zimmer didn't play last night. But, again, I like Ashton Zimmer, but she's not making up an 18-point difference by herself. And the home team holds serve in this rivalry once again. St. Clair won the first one in St. Clair. The two in Marysville have gone to Marysville. Potential fourth game could be in Armada for the district. And that would be the interesting one. But St. Clair's long winning streak is snapped. Uh, Marysville moves to the finals of their tournament. They'll play Marine City. But, I mean, just overall, have to feel like Marysville's just been steady as you go well, throughout, I mean, throughout the season. They're they're now 15-4. and four. Remember, they started the season one and two. So they're now 15. 14-2 in their last yeah, 16. Yeah, and, and they're 10-1 and one in their last 11. And their one loss was a, what was it, a back-to-back in a meaningless Mac game at yeah, Cousineau. Yeah, they, they had to go to Cousineau, and they, the game didn't mean anything. Right. They'd already, the night before, they'd won the league title outright. outright. Yeah. So, and the other one was against a good Parma Western team. So, yeah, are we making excuses? A little bit. But and when the chips have been in the middle of the table, Marysville's, taking it the pot every time you know but what disappointed was st Clair. remember they started the season five and five mm-hmm. they'd won eight in a row coming into this game and they had markedly improved and last night for me was was kind of a step back like mary still had something to do with it but st Clair had a lot to do with it i did not think they played their best ball game no and the good news for st Clair is that was the mac tournament and not the district tournament. yeah so now you have to get ready, all hands on deck, prepare for March Madness, and all focus is on the Armada district because anything before then is everything now is a tune-up. Is it nice to win the MAC tournament? Yeah. Is that another thing to put in the trophy case and feel really good, add to the accomplishments? Absolutely. I'm never going to take away from that. But now that that's not a, an option, everything now needs to be focused on. How do we beat Marine City again? How do we beat Marysville again? How do we hold off Armada? And how do we prevent Algonac and Richmond, who have been two peskier teams as of late, from upsetting us? Yeah, uh, and and for Marysville, Avery Walters had 17 points and was a dominant force in this game. Addison Minesburg, who we've both noticed throughout the season as a player who's really contributing, scored 10. Now, and Ava Grant had six. Those are names that we've said before. But they have other players, Brady, that it's it's not how much they score, but it's when they make their basket. Megan Winston made one shot all game, a three-pointer, but it came in the second quarter 
when St. Clair had made a little bit of a run. Right. It's 12-9, to and Winston knocks down a three to make it 15-9, to and it's like, oh, it was a one-point game a minute ago. Now it's back up to six. And takes the air out of the gym a little bit. You know, and then and, and Miller made one shot the whole game, but it came in the fourth quarter, and it was the one. She hit a three, and it's like, yep, ball game. Mm-hmm. There, there's a three. They're up 20. Goodbye. And that's why Marysville can be dangerous is because they have girls that you forget about. Okay, Wolters is having a big game. Minesburg scoring a lot. Forget about Kara Miller. And then, oop, dagger comes from the pl- player you're, you forgot about. Oop, Winston, sorry, you're down six. And that's why they sh- that well, it's tough to beat Marysville. Yeah. Because they have those players that they don't get down. Again, they take after Ryan Ratchie, who's calm, steady as you go. And, hey, you haven't scored through a couple. That's fine. You'll, you can score here in the fourth, and that's usually what happens. You know the other thing that, that they survive? Because, because of the way they play, they're very tenacious in your mm-hmm. face defensively. They get a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. But you never see anybody foul out for them. Because they can go deep at, on the bench. At, at the end of the night, everybody's got two, three, four fouls, but nobody ever seems to fall out of a game for them. And, and the other team is always in the bonus early right. in the half, and it never seems to to affect them. And and they keep playing aggressive, and they don't worry about it. Right. And and you're right. The, you know they they make hockey changes. They get the girls going in and out of the the game all the time, and everybody. Plays like everybody else. And it's not out of necessity. It's out of convenience that yeah. you can go five deep on the bench and trust there's not going to be a huge fall off. So Marysville will play Marine City because Marine City got a really nice win uh, last night when they beat Cousineau 55-48. Here's some numbers for you. Jade Blanchard, 22 points. That's a really nice night yeah, on the when road. When Jade does that, Marine City's tough to beat. Livia Volkman, 17 points. But maybe the most impressive stat line to me, and this is one, this is a player you really like to watch, Jocelyn Dietland, 14 points, 15 rebounds on the night against Cousineau on the win, 55-48, they knock off Warren Cousineau. That's a really good win for Marine City. Yes, uh, I, I like this win a lot. We mentioned Cousineau being the, the one team that's beaten Marysville in the last 11 games. Um, so we know they're dangerous. The The other part about this is the game was at Cousineau. Right. So Marine City went on the road and, and get a nice uh, win. Um, and and it also means now Marysville can avoid a rematch with Cousineau because they're going to get a rematch with Marine City, and isn't that better? Yes, and it's for a trophy for the, the Blue Gold Championship. It's for the uh, – it's almost a dress rehearsal for districts possibly a, a district final preview perhaps unless St. Clair or Maida or Algonac or Richmond have anything to say about it. This is a fun one and it just sucks that the game's being played at Warren Cousineau. Yeah, Saturday at 3 is when this game will happen and it was predetermined before the tournament started right. that the final would be played at Cousineau. They've always had neutral sites for yeah, the finals. Which, which I get, and I, I wouldn't mind if the neutral site were a little closer, but the fact that it's Marysville and Marine City and they both got to drive a half hour to get to the game. Yeah. Half hours being generous. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like – That's remember, my old stomping grounds. Right. I can get there in half hour. <laughs> it was <laughs> – I, I remember I think the first one was at Anchor Bay, and I thought oh, I liked that because it was nice and close. Yeah. But there's a lot of nice gyms and – I get why it's there, so you have them all at once, and you can almost do like a showcase type thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just sometimes when you do stuff like that, you get silly things like Marysville and Marine City both having to drive thirty miles to go play a game that they could just drive ten miles and play. Yeah, a couple other max scores: uh, Gross Point North beat Anchor Bay forty-nine to thirty-six, and uh, Fitzgerald uh, beat up on New Haven. 62 to 24. Now let's uh in the BWAC there were three games last night. North Branch and Emily City are going to meet later in the week. You know that's what they're thinking about. So I call these trap games and they both survived. North Branch beats Richmond 49 to 38. Another uh, double digit win for the Lady Broncos. But that's an improvement for Richmond. Yep. There if you would have told us earlier in the year that Richmond keeps it within 11 of North Branch 
you'd say, all right, Richmond either got a lot better or North Branch got a lot worse. And I think it's Richmond getting better. Yeah. Uh, and MLA City beats Yale 39-27, to so they don't stub their toe. And that, that's a really dangerous game because we know that Yale can, can beat teams. And holding Yale to 27 points is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, uh, and and Almont, where did they come from? They beat Croslex fifty to thirty nine. Fifty uh, points. That, that's Almont's on fire right now. They won what three in a row? Something they beat uh, MLA City, and they went, "Oh, yeah, we can win these games." Yeah, <laughs> like, like that'll flip. give you that'll give you confidence. Winning right. a game like that will give you a lot of confidence. Yeah, it's like they like, oh, we're allowed to win these big games. We're allowed to score a lot of points. It almost like unlocked something for them. And yeah, they've been playing really well. Cause we we like this Cross Lex team, but Almont, fifty points. That's the high for the night for any BWAC team. Yeah, uh, and one other uh, girls game last night. Uh, Brown City again playing back to backs. Beat Atherton forty eight to twenty seven. And you know why there was only one GTC East. Uh, girls game. Yeah. Oh, you want to tell <laughs> so, them about yeah, that? I want to go into this because this is, we like the weird stories. So um, this is from Mike Gallagher. He was up there and six o'clock tip. Hey, Memphis doesn't have a JV girls, so they're just going to play one game, six o'clock, whatever. So I guess about five, ten minutes before tip around there, Marlette realizes, uh-oh, we messed up. We got the scheduling for the officials confused or flipped or somehow they messed it up. And now uh, we don't have officials. So they scramble and make a few calls and they somehow find officials and they and they get them. But they're not ready to officiate. So they have to get from wherever they live and head over. Memphis says they got 20 minutes. They ain't here in 20 minutes. We're leaving. So... 20 minutes comes and goes, and the officials aren't there, and Memphis goes, all right, you guys didn't get officials. Uh, we're going to leave, and we're going to take the forfeit win. And Marlette went, all right, you can leave. We have officials coming, so we'll take the forfeit win because you're leaving because there's <laughs> officials going. So Memphis left, and essentially they drove to Marlette to warm, warm up. up. <laughs> yeah, warm up and leave. So that's not a short drive. They go back, and the officials show up, and Marlette just plays a half scrimmage against each other because they had officials show up, and I'm sure they went, well, we're going to have to pay for them anyway. Yep. All right, we're going to play each other, and Mike Gallagher got to cover Marlette versus Marlette last night. <laughs> so sure, it's a great article. I don't know. <laughs> I told him he should just write an article with no context, just as if it was a normal game. <laughs> And I, I hope they just, like, did it old playground style where they line everyone up on a wall, get two captains, and just pick the teams. But um, that was a weird one. I don't know how it's going to handle. Uh, if I'm making the decision, I go, all right, Memphis probably didn't handle it the best way, but you're right, so you get the win. Yeah, it's the home, home team's responsibility to provide the officials. And, yeah, I know Marlette – Tried to get officials there, but in the first place they screwed up. So, yeah, I, I kind of I don't like the way Memphis handled it. I think you should stay and play the game. Wait for the officials to get there. Mostly for the kids, right? More than anything else. Why? Why bust them again? Not a short trip, Memphis up to Marlette. Um, why bust them all the way up there to warm up and not play a game? Right. And yeah, Memphis I think was in their right. But, yeah, I'd say let, let, let them play. Like, you went up there for a reason. And it was a 6 o'clock tip, not an 8. Like yeah, sometimes so it's GTC not like they're has. asking to wait till 9 o'clock at night on a school night. They're saying, all right, we'll, we'll start at a normal time. Right. But we'll get the game in. So that was that. And the one thing it could affect is before last night, Marlette was a game behind Sandusky. For the GTC East. So if Marlette could upset Sandusky, this whole snafu could affect a league title race. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely Marlette does not want to forfeit the game. No. Because then it takes them out of the any chance uh, of a title. And then we the question was uh, – Jesus, I can't talk today. <laughs> the question came up that who makes the ultimate decision? Is it the league or is it the state? Because remember – 
MPR affects seeding. And it's not just opponents winning percentage, but opponents, opponents winning percentage. So there could be some team in Flint or in Detroit that because this game is called a certain way, could either get the second seed and get a bye in the districts or not. So I wonder if the state's going to make the ruling on this. But just another oddity that happens. Have you ever had a game where officials just didn't show up for whatever reason? Uh, I, I can't think of a, a situation. I can think of situations where we were delayed because guys were late. But I can't think of a situation where we just said, oh, they're not coming, we're not playing. Right. Um, I mean – and delay I, I, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I, I guess one way out of this is to reschedule the game and make them but if, play it. But it sounds like both sides, I mean, if you reschedule it, Memphis is probably going to say, why are we rescheduling it? We win. Yeah, they can say that, and, and the state can say, well, you got to play it. I'm just trying I to mean, see, I, I, don't I, know I can see that, it from both sides. I'm not saying that that's going to be the answer, but I'm saying that – is an answer you could come up with. You can say, well, you guys got to play the game. Or maybe as a penalty, this time, Arlette, you got to go down there and play them. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just another weird thing. All right, uh, just a few boys' basketball games. but This a, is a big one. It is a big one. It's funny. I like when I say things and then I'm vindicated pretty quickly, <laughs> talking about how North Branch has made strides and played better and are doing good things because they went to Millington. A team that was thirteen and three, and beat Millington. They get a big win, sixty-five, sixty-three. Griffin Mayberry had thirteen. Will Damasca added twelve. How about this stat line, though? Giovanni Travis, fourteen points, twenty-one rebounds. Wow, that's a twenty-one rebounds is a lot. I can only think of a few people we've ever said that have had 20-plus rebounds. And Lucas Chapman had 14, and the game winner with 18 seconds to go for North Branch. That's a really, really nice win for the Broncos. That's one maybe like what the Almont girls had. I know it's not in league, but you go and you beat a team that no one expects you to beat, and you do it on the road. That's a confidence booster. That's yes. a big confidence booster for that team that, hey, they host their districts. I'm not saying they're going to win their district, but would I want to draw North Branch in North Branch? Probably not. No, and Millington was is legit. They were 13-3. and three. They were on a six-game winning streak, and they're the one threat to Brown City when districts begin. Yeah. So uh, North Branch going there, too. I've been to Millington. Not an easy place to win. Not an easy place to get to. No, the, the um, fans are crazy. The fans they are. They love their Cardinals. The, the fans are boisterous, to say the least. Um, and there is an attitude to that place. Right. They, they, you know, they, they know their sports teams are good. And so that, that's a nice win for uh, North Branch uh, on the uh, road. And, and yeah, it, it comes after, after giving them a compliment uh, last week. It, it's kind of nice that they go out and do that. Right, so that's a good win for North Branch. Congrats to the Broncos. Yeah, that's just that you know that's a fun bus ride home, Dennis. I know you've been on some when you were doing with hockey teams. When you go into someone's barn that you're not supposed to beat them, and you get the win, the little the bus ride's a little shorter, a little extra energy on that ride home. Yeah, isn't ab- it? absolutely. Uh, two other games last night. Uh, Peck beat Mayville forty to twenty-seven. The usual suspects for the Pirates. Uh, Cal uh, Heaton had fifteen. Steve Van Conant with uh, twelve points, twelve tackles, uh, and uh, Dalton. Uh, Semph had nine points and ten rebounds in the latest Pirates uh, victory, uh, and Deckerville beats uh, North Huron sixty-one to forty-four was the final in that. And there was a hockey game last night too, and I wish I had more details because Port Huron Unified got their second win of the season on the road. They beat Grand Blank six to five in overtime. A team that their first two matchups they had lost seventeen to two. Yeah, eight one and nine one. I think were the scores. Yeah, yeah. And how about that? That's again. I know they're not a great team, but the improvement they've made from game one to now is remarkable. 
I mean, they went into that game like one in seventeen. Real easy to go. Oh, we got to drive over to the Flint area, mm-hmm. play a team that smoked us twice. I don't want to do this, right? And instead, they get off that bus and they go, "We're winning tonight, guys." Right. And let's you, get it done. And you've seen the progression where they were losing games earlier in the season, like ten nothing, and then they started to score a little. They were losing seven two, and then they were playing some close games where you're going into the third period, like the Lance Cruz game, three to one. Now they go to Grand Blank and get the overtime win. Just It just makes you smile yep. when you see that score. Oh, yeah. Good for those kids because you know it's not easy with the at best 10 skaters they had. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, when they've got a full lineup, they've got a goalie and 10 skaters. It's three seniors on that team, so they got to replace at least three players. And you say, well, what's the big deal about replacing three players? Well, if you don't replace those three players, you, you've, got, seven. you've got one goalie and seven skaters. So right. It is a big deal. Um, and, and, I, and, again, I tip my cap to Coach Pionk that this program shows up year in and year out. It could have gone away a long time ago, Brady. Yes, it uh, And actually a couple years ago when they had some numbers, they were pretty good. They beat Marysville a couple right. times. And, hey, I'll tell you what, those nine or ten kids, probably going to be some mentally tough kids in, in the future. Like yeah. They play hard, and, and I've said this a million times on this podcast, they hit everything in sight. Mm-hmm. Because That's not because you expend a lot of energy in hockey throwing body checks. Like I said, it says a lot about those kids that show up day in and day out. They go on the road and beat a team that had outscored them by 15 in the first two games, and you beat them. Yeah, that says a lot about the character of that team. I would have liked. I would have liked to, to talk uh, about culture seen with the, the two-win team. Yeah, I, I'd I'd like to see the the reaction on the winning goal in overtime. Oh, I know. I bet right? they had a lot of fun with that. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be much of a dog pile, but <laughs> <it> still, <laughs> still would have been a fun celebration. All right, so nice win for PH Unified uh, last night. I'll have hockey Saturday. UAD Jesuit at Northern. It's a one o'clock game at uh, McMoran Arena. Um, so, you know, kind of getting back into the hockey swing of things. Th- they start here, what, in another week? Like the, the 26th or 27th, I think, is when they can start playing playoff games. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it, gets, it sneaks up on you quickly. Yes. All right, we'll take a uh, break, and then we'll be back with our final segment in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back. Uh, big week in the BWAC this week, uh, Brady. We, uh, we will finally decide league champions, um, and will we have solitary league champions or will we share the uh, the title um and for the boys it's richmond and cross lex and for the ladies it's north branch and emily city in the boys uh game richmond won the first time around at richmond i really didn't feel like cross lex no. played their a game well, that night and yes this will have a big uh implications but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be set that way because Richmond still has to play MLA City again. There's still some tough games the rest of the way, so it's not set in stone, but it'll basically give everyone what probably will happen. I mean, if Richmond wins, they're going to be oh, two yeah, if, games if Richmond up. wins, they're not. But if Croslex wins, both teams could slip up. I mean, we saw both North Branch and MLA City girls do it earlier in the year. But Richmond at Croslex. I hope it's a good atmosphere. I know it's a Thursday night, not a Friday night. But I hope that that gym's loud. I hope that's a tough place to play in. I have a feeling you can cut the tension with a knife. It's going to be thick in the air because when was the last time Croslex had a revenge game? <laughs> it's been a while. Seriously. When was the last time that they owed a team one and that they're going into a game as maybe the underdog? You know, you make a you kind of make a point there. It, it's probably been a long time since we've said that. E- even in games when you get into, like, the regionals and that, just because of the way they were playing going into the games, you didn't it feel like they were an underdog up. against anybody. No. Like, even against Ferndale, you didn't feel like they were an you, underdog. You knew it was going to be a heavyweight bout. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Jeez. Um, but this should be a really fun one. And Richmond has a chance to wipe away any doubt and I don't care if you win this game 10 to 9 if you beat Croslex in Croslex and you get this big win you have now knocked them off the mountain you have knocked them off the throne congratulations take your seat at least for this season you are now kings of the BWAC but you know Croslex is going to go down scratching claw and fighting they're not going to let it happen easily you got Trey Kalakovich playing his best offensive basketball of his career. And he's not sacrificing his defense to do it. No, not at all. 72 points in, in the last two games. Um, Richmond, of course, Stevens, Haskins, and company because they have a lot of guys that contribute. And the, the third guy has been a rotation, whether it's Thompson, whether it's Mays, whether it was in the first cross last game. What was it? Bartolomucci. Uh, Bartolomucci. 11 big points in that game. That was kind Hit of the three difference. Three threes that I couldn't believe he was even taking. And here's the other thing, and I've talked about it before in big games. Who's going to keep their cool? Because emotions are going to be high in this game. And odds are there's going to be a tech or two in this game. And that could switch the momentum depending on how you use it. This is going to be a fun one. And it's kind of on some of the Croslex fans and students to make it a tough place to play because there have been big games in Croslex where it's been boisterous and loud. And then there's been some midweek games where... It's not quite up to potential. And that happens everywhere. But if there's ever a time 
the, the Pioneer boys needed a big crowd. It's Thursday night. Yeah. And I think the, they will respond. I think there will be a big crowd there. And I'm excited to see North Branch MLA City. First time I get to see North Branch this year on Friday with the girls. I don't know. It's kind of the same situation. When was the last time MLA City in their own gym was the underdog? That they were getting a revenge yep. game. That they need this to get a share of the BWAC title. It's kind of funny watching two... How, how can I put this so elegantly? Two empires being sacked at the same time <laughs> and can they survive it can rome survive <laughs> that's an interesting way of putting because it. they're both they both kind of rose up at the same time and they're both trying to maintain but there are some barbarians on the outside knocking down the doors <laughs> can they survive because <laughs> um, home's been their safe place they've yes gone, they've, both teams have gone on the road and lost and I know Croslex and MLA City have lost non-conference games at home. Croslex just the one. But in their league against their most intimate rivals, they haven't lost at home. And there's a chance by Monday we're talking about kind of the end of one chapter of the BWAC and the start of another. But again, it, it's really interesting in here because – Kind of the reason any of this matters is because of Elkanak. Right. Because, remember, Imlay City not only lost to North Branch the first time, but then Elmont nipped them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's done. Yeah. Second lot. No, nobody's – North Branch is just steamrolling through this. And all of a sudden, there was a night earlier this month. A Friday night in North where, Branch. Where Elkanak beat them 36-33. And Ella Stevenson had like 20 points. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, the MLA City game matters again. Right. The rematch matters. If MLA City wins this game, there better be some chocolates or some flowers that you're getting on clearance post-Valentine's Day being sent down to Algonac because, again, the Muskrats made this matter. Now, since losing, North Branch has won by 10, 16, and 11. And Imlay City, since losing to uh, Almont, um, has kind of been doing the the, the same thing, uh, and they won by a lot. <laughs> Let me just do the math here real quick. 36, then they won by 36, and then they won by 15. That was their close one. Uh, and, of course, they beat uh, Yale by 12 this week. So. And that's a Friday night in Imlay City. I expect a big crowd. North, you know, North Branch travels. They always do. Yes, I mean they'll when, bring a lot of people to this game. When you do, when you did softball and you saw them, they travel. When football was playing at East China, they travel. North Branch supports their own, and MLA City's not that far of a drive. I expect that to be a rowdy Friday night crowd. I'm just, I'm just kind of looking at what MLA City's done at home. I know they haven't lost at home. They haven't had very many close games at home. No, either. and that includes Marion was a six-point game, and that's a good Marion team. Uh, pretty much everybody else, they've check Marion's record real quick. What have they done since that MLA City game? Because um, they that was an impressive team. Yeah, Marion actually Marion's having a losing season. They're really? six and thirteen. Wow, they must play some tough teams because that's a quality team. Regina, Edison, Farmington yeah, okay. Hills, Mercy, Divine okay. Child, Country There you Day. go. Yeah, they're playing some good teams <laughs> because that is a quality Marion team. But anyway, these are going to be two fun BWAC games and get them on back-to-back nights. This, the, these weeks are the ones you hold dear because sometimes you get weeks where our worst game this week would be the best game in previous weeks and you you get spoiled in weeks like this. Yeah, uh, and and it's fun be, because we've had them just kind of circled on the calendar for a while, and they get to be we back. We knew back. they were going to be big games, and then they're finally here now, um, and and we can we can see what's going to happen, um, and and stop guessing about mm-hmm. what we think is going to happen. Absolutely, and you get to see Port here on Northern's kick off the MAC tournament with Eisenhower. Should be a fun one. Hopefully Tyler Jameson's back. If not, you still get three incredible freshmen to watch and a couple other uh, veterans for Northern. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to rush him back into the lineup, but just uh, last Friday when I was there, 
the the general consensus is is he'll be ready to go. He actually they said he could have played last Friday if they really felt like they had to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, uh, not only did they not play him Friday, but then Saturday when they played Ferndale, they they sat him out for that one too. So Again. I think he's going to be ready to go, and probably he's going to have uh, a little bit of energy stored up because he probably doesn't like sitting there watching. No, he wants to play. No, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that it doesn't take him very long to knock the rust off and, uh, and we see a big game from him. Right. So anyway, I think that's about it. You got anything else for us? That's all I got for now. All right. So we'll be back Friday. And, well, at least one of the games will be played. And we'll see who comes out if, if Cross Lex has fallen or not. Yep. Uh, and we'll see if Emily City can keep their home win streak alive and get a share of a BWAC uh, ladies title that a lot of people were saying, oh, this is the year they finally get knocked off the pedestal. They have we'll a chance. See. It's in their own hands. Yep. All right. Uh, and we'll talk to you again on uh, Friday uh, as uh, we uh, continue to uh, hype things up in high school sports. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.